Hi, good evening. So great to be back with all of you. For some reason, it feels like a while since I've been here with you. I guess I, I guess I miss everyone in doing this. So a lot of exciting things. And I want to let you know that I, I, we have competition tonight because I think it's the first game that the Mets are playing tonight. So I'm hoping that everyone is going to be here with me tonight. Actually, it's in us. So a little bit of a miracle, actually a big miracle. And I just like to say it because you know that our focus here is to recognize all that's inside of us and what we're about and what we're journeying through into meeting the depth of who we are. So for those of you just tuning in, I'm Dr. George Andow, and this is A Journey Through Into Awareness. So we're always journeying, and we need to journey through a lot of different things to become and recognize that we're already whole and we're already enough. And from my experience as a psychoanalyst and spiritual director many times, We don't feel that way, and we don't know that. So I was thinking to myself, and I brought to prayer, that I actually would like a co-host to be with me. And I met an incredible woman. She honored me for saying yes to be on the show. And then I was honored again. God brought us together, and she said yes to being the co-host with me here, and I'm just so grateful. So you'll be seeing her with me or alone every week on a journey through into awareness, and her name is Judy Miller. Judy, thank you so much. I'm so happy we're doing this together, and we are one, and that's why the name of the show is not one, but two. Mm -hmm. And then you said something interesting about that, right? I basically said there's actually only one of us here. That's right. That's right. Because we are just always with God and we're all one anyway. So um, we decided that we would like to begin with a, uh, a poem tonight. But before we do, um, speaking of God and not two, but one, not one, but two, um, Because we're always looking for God. And like Judy just referenced, that we are absolutely one all the time. We're inseparable from God. And there's a great little story that if you don't feel connected, maybe you could think of this. Because it's really sweet and it's fun. So a little fish was swimming in the ocean. And it felt very lost. And it said, oh, my goodness, I don't know where I am. What is this? What what is this? Am I? I need to find the water. Where is the water? So we saw a big fish walking, walking, swimming by. And he, she, he, she goes up to the big fish and says, excuse me, can you please tell me where the water is? And the big fish looks at him and says, Oh, this this must be my cue. (laughs) I I love your voice and I love the story. So the big fish says to the little fish, you are in the water. This is the ocean. It is everywhere and it's around you. Yes. (laughs) That's right. We actually practice this. (laughs) But I I can't stop laughing because I love George Ann's fish voice and the story. So the point is that we are never alone. We are never without God. God is all around us. It's inseparable. And um, it's like a fish looking for the water. It's everywhere. The fish is in it. And we are in God and God is in us. And if any of you have Alexa at home, if you can hear that in the background, it means that the Alexa is going off to set a time frame for me. So I apologize. Excuse me. Alexa, stop. 
and she'll stop now. Thank you. So we'd like to read a poem tonight, and I'm going to read it. We decided I would be the reader. And the poem is by William Stafford. It's actually a favorite poet of mine, and it's called The Way It Is. There's a thread you follow. It goes among things that change, but it doesn't change. People wonder about what you are pursuing. You have to explain about the thread, but it is hard for others to see. While you hold it, you can't get lost. Tragedies happen, people get hurt or die, and you suffer and get old. Nothing you can do can stop time unfolding. You just don't ever let go of the thread. And I love that so much because we are all connected to one thread. And it supports us in life. It holds us in life. It is like the fish looking for the water. It is us always seeking for God. We are seeking. We are thirsting. And that's what it spoke to me about. Mm, that's a beautiful, beautiful poem, Georgianne. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you, Judy, for you know making it okay that we do this together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... What is the, What do you think about the thread? What do you think about the poem? I love it. And I see it really, I see the thread really kind of in two buckets. So we are the creator. We're made in the image and likeness of the creator. So our job and our purpose here is to expand and to create. And we actually create all of the experiences in our life. So events are going to happen to everyone. But it's our choice. It's our free will in terms of how we're actually going to experience those events. Do we come from a place of love? Do we come from a place of hatred? Do we come from a place of expansion or contraction? So we actually design and create our life experiences. And then the other part of it, you know, because we are the creator, the creator is divine love. So the essence of who we are is love. And that's what unifies us. So when we judge and when we label people and situations, we actually create a barrier with us and the other person but it also creates a barrier between us and the creator. Love that. Yes, that is just perfectly said. I love it so much, Judy. How about yeah. you? How about you, Georgianne? What is the thread? Yeah. What's the thread that unites us together? Yes, I think that what you said is exactly um, what is so for me. Um, you know, we are made in the image and likeness of God, and we co-create with God. As we pay attention to the movement of that higher place in us and what can thwart that are our very early experiences and how we were made to feel about them, how we were made to feel around our early years creates perceptions. Those of you listening that tune in every week, you've heard me say this. And Judy and I, over the many weeks, will be talking a lot about this. It creates perceptions. It creates distortions that we view life from. So we many times can begin to react from what's old instead of choose on how to act. Exactly what Judy was saying. Choose on how to act and be in the face of whatever life hands us. We were given the free will to be able to discern that place in us and choose how we want to show up and the kind of life we want. We absolutely have free will to choose that. And and you know, it's interesting what you say, Georgianne. So many of our stories we get from our childhood, you know, because someone said something or our parents did something, we were unworthy, we were unlovable. But now that we're older, we can take a different perspective. What if those people or our parents couldn't say that they loved us? It wasn't the fact that we were unlovable. Maybe they couldn't say it. 
Yes. And if they couldn't say it many times, Judy, I think you might agree that it was because they weren't given it and they never worked it through to be able to then be able to offer it to their child. Doesn't make them bad people. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, you know, the evolution of humanity because God continues to create what God created. God is a God of creation and continues to create everything. And we are to expand ourselves and, you know, take on that creation with God and create not only for our own lives, but to work with God to create, continue to create for and with one another. Because life isn't just about me. Mm -hmm. It's not about me. It's about me as a servant to Judy, to all of you listening. What do you think, Judy? I love that. I absolutely love that. And I believe we are given opportunities in every moment to choose or find love. And that's part of our purpose, to always find and choose love. And I think we continue to have those experiences over and over again until we learn to choose love. Yes. And many, uh, yes, I love that. And many times those experiences over and over again, and in psychoanalysis, I call it repeating, because we're all going to repeat until we until we get it. And what are we getting? What it means to love. And it can feel like suffering because we come up against places that are really uncomfortable. And we can feel judged and Whatever I'm, I'm paying attention to, we need to take a break momentarily. But um, whatever it is, however we're treated, over time we need to grow and expand so that we can come from love towards that. Because no one, or towards that person, no one can make us feel anything. We can only feel and experience what's already in here. And when we, we'll talk, right, we'll talk about that when we come back. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. And I'm here with my partner, Judy Miller. We'll be right back. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Inning. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 
So, Georgian, I loved what you said before the break. I believe that when we feel contraction in our bodies and we experience those contracted moments, it's the universe and our infinite intelligence telling us that there's something that we hold that needs to be healed. Absolutely. I love that. And when we don't listen to the contractions over time, that's how I believe disease begins. I agree with you. The constant contraction over time creates an environment where our body is very clear that we're not listening. We're Mm -hmm. not listening to. And, you know, it's interesting because what we're talking about here, I don't know, I could be wrong, but because I do this for, you know, a living and I know you do too. So, you know, very blessed to have this work that we love. But um, aside from that, I think what goes on in our show, um, people don't really, and again, all of you, please, you know, I don't mean to uh, be insulting at all, but I think what's discussed here is unusual. I don't think it's spoken a lot, spoken about a lot in the world. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to create this hour every week and Judy also, because we really do care about you. We care about the collective consciousness, which is the way all of us think, all of us believe, all of us live and how to take care of one another um, in the center of that. You know, you know, like why are we here? What's our life purpose? You know, for me, I think it's to learn to love, to learn to love. And our egos go crazy with that. When we're not getting our way, because there's, a, there's a, a child in each of us that did not get its basic needs met. And we all have this child in us and that wants what it wants when it wants us. And, uh, you know, some to a greater or lesser degree. And, uh, you know, we're really called to learn to love in spite of the feelings we have around that because our life is not about myself. Mm-hmm. So, Georgianne, why does life feel difficult sometimes then? Why do we feel this contraction and this difficulty to be able to love? I think very much, Judy, and you and I have talked about it, that it's, um, it's when we feel out of control when we're not able to control a person or a situation, we want to be heard. We want um, people to agree with us. We want people to go along with our way of thinking, our way of doing things. Um, And when we're not able to do that, we feel out of control. And uh, we feel like life is incredibly difficult. You know, I certainly have, you know, I'm far from perfect. I mean, I have plenty of things that I'm always working on. And that's huge because um, we all have this. We're all human. But the big difference is those of us that know that we have these pieces that we need to pray over, address, work with, so that we can transcend them and become uh, living out of a higher consciousness and a higher purpose. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you so much. You know, so many people actually live on autopilot, but we have a choice. We have free will. So between stimulus and response, there's that gap. And in that gap, we actually get to decide. So what is the stories and the labels and judgments that we're creating? And that actually creates our experience in life. Yes, I love that. Yes, absolutely. And that's why, you know, the first, the first, very first piece to transcendence is awareness, 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 awareness. We have to become aware of what it is inside of us that where the needs weren't met. What's going on in here? Why am I having this feeling? Instead of just reacting to the feeling, to pause and say, why, why am I, why am I, why am I angry at that driver? Because he got ahead of me in the lane or, um, yeah. And, you know, you're so right because that event that triggers that emotion is not the cause of that emotion. It's probably something from when we were younger or something that we observed. Yes, absolutely. And again, from intrauterine to age five, seven, 
whatever we experienced, however we were made to feel in the center of the experience, sets a recording, if you will, of sort of like a, an archive that if anything in our contemporary life in the present feels somewhat familiar, our minds go through this archive very, very quickly and we react in the way we did way back here because there's a similarity in feeling, in feeling. It doesn't have to be a similarity in, in the event. Whatever the event is in our contemporary life is triggering a feeling that lives in here mm-hmm. and it's old. It's, it's, energet- old. it's energetically similar. similar. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Yes, it's energetically similar. And we know when it's when it's pre-talking, I call it. We know when it's old. If we can pause and recognize that our feeling or our desire to react is um, sort of overinflated to which the contemporary event is is happening. So in other words, in a contemporary rea- a contemporary event is happening and I'm having all these deep deep feelings that when I really can pause and look at it, it's it's distorted. It it's it's I I can't grasp the word right now. It is um it is not it is not the feeling it is not the feeling really that has anything to do with now. I'm I'm losing it and I'm I'm just I'm missing <laughs> I'm missing a word here. Because what we're talking about is so incredibly deep, it's hard to find the words because we're talking about the way the unconscious functions. None mm-hmm. of this goes unconsciously. So if anything is happening that has a deep feeling, it is our feeling is inappropriate for whatever the contemporary action is caught is happening in that event. Mm-hmm. I don't even like the road in, inappropriate, <laughs> but anyway, I'm not going to waste any more time. But similar to what you were saying before. Yeah. So when we have that younger experience in our life, it distorts our ability to see the world appropriately. It yes. causes an energetic block in our energetic field. And just to describe it just very simply, Georgianne, if you were to wear pink glasses, everything would look pink. So right. when we have that distortion or that contraction in our body, it distorts our way. It distorts our way that we perceive the world and the way that we interact in the world. So that's why I think, you know, when I have a contraction, thank you, thank you for showing me what I need to heal, what I need to release. But you know, you you brought up a great point before. Also, the science of epigenetics tells us that we could actually inherit some of this pain, this trauma, these labels, these judgments that we carry throughout our lives, and we don't even know where they come from. Yes, and because because of the epigenetics and that research, I think it started in 1968, somewhere around there, even though it's just it sounds new, um, that we we can have an impact on it. Just because it's genetic doesn't mean it's fixed in stone. We can have an impact by how we eat, how we change our perceptions, but it all takes work, mm-hmm. right? We're Absolutely. not going to have a strong muscle if we don't do physical activity. Mm-hmm. It all takes work and it all takes um, willingness, willingness to grow, willingness to change. Mm-hmm. And what I love about the science of epigenetics is it shows us that not only do we inherit physical characteristics from our parents, we could actually inherit the pain and the trauma and the contractions that they've experienced. They've shown it with Holocaust survivors. They've recently done experiments with mice where they actually introduce the smell of cherry blossoms and then zap the mice on the feet. But what happens is that the mice's offspring and their offspring have the same pain and terror in their bodies. So, Georgianne, what I found amazing on my journey is that many people, many scientists believe that babies, female babies, are born with two to three million of their reproductive eggs at birth. So for much of your mother's young life, you were actually experiencing the same traumas and triumphs that she did. Yes. Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. Yes. Judy, I love that. Absolutely right. Mm 
And, you know, in the contemporary life of the mother with the, with the fetus in the womb, you know, growing the baby, um, whatever was going on in the mother's nervous system, that child inherits. You know, there are many, many documentations on this where uh, a woman was a cellist and she used to uh, play the cello when she was pregnant with the child and, and the boy grew up to be a famous cellist. There are many, many stories like this, certainly also with my patients. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a goddaughter that, anyway, blah, blah, blah. Um, there are many, many reasons for this and many, um, it's all documented. You know, this is. And it's uh, something that I've gone through personally. So I've inherited the trauma that my mother went through that I didn't even know existed until recently. So, so much science has shown that we could actually inherit that trauma. Yes. Um, but once we realize that, it gives us the opportunity to let go of it. To we let no long- go of it. We no longer have to own it. So we're actually going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to have and continue our discussion on these great topics. So thank you. Great. Thank you. We'll be right back. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on TalkRadio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on TalkRadio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to A Journey Through with Judy Miller and Dr. George Andell. And I thought of the word, you know that it was going to bother me, Judy, right, the whole time? <laughs> Absolutely. When, when we are experiencing in our contemporary life a situation and we're starting to have exaggerated feelings, the really strong feelings that feel are out of proportion for what the event is, we know that it is pre-talking. We know that it's old. When I say pre-talking, it could be our mothers because we all carry our parents' unlived life. We're not aware of any of this. It's unconscious. Only 10% of our life is lived consciously. 
the other 90% is unconscious. So if we're going to compare life to a glacier, 90% of it is underwater. 10% is floating on top of the waters. And it's very hard because we're not aware of it. And most people think, oh, this is such nonsense when I speak about it, because this is when this is our favorite topic, right, Judy and I, <laughs> to ponder the universe, right? So, so that's why I think life can feel difficult, Judy, is that we can't control it. Things are not going our way. We can't control a person. I know that's many times why relationships don't work well. Mm-hmm. Each party is trying to control. You don't believe like I do, you're wrong. Well, what do you mean I'm wrong? Why don't you do this? Why don't you believe like like I do. Right. I agree. I agree. And, you know, Georgianne, one of the things that uh, we get asked often is if we're made in the image and likeness of the creator, why do bad things happen? What do you think about that? That's a question that most people really hang on. Yeah. You know, I believe that everything in, in heaven is perfect and we can't experience our perfection until we experience the opposite. So we actually come to earth to experience everything, the good, the bad, the up, the down, the light, the dark. But just to make it very practical for people, I believe that in the contrast, we get clarity. So when things happen in life, because things will happen in life, we get really clear in that contrast what we want and don't want. And in that contrast, we then create because we said we're creators, right? We're the creators of our lives. So the contrast creates the clarity. And from the clarity, we create. We create laws to protect us from tragedies that have happened. We create inventions to make our lives easier. And we create the life that we desire. So I believe that's really part of it. Contrast creates the clarity and clarity creates, creates. Yes. Yep. I love that. You know, I think that if we were to look at, and I I love everything you say, Judy, but I think that if we were to look at the globe and why, so what do we call a bad thing? Um, Things that are hurtful, things that are, um, that we might look at and say this shouldn't happen This person shouldn't be hungry. This person um, shouldn't have gotten hit or stabbed. Or, um, again, a lack of awareness where inside of us, what we're carrying in the unconscious and we're not awakened to, what we don't want to see in ourselves, we project outward. So when we're not looking within because it's an inner journey. That's why we have this this show. This is why Sam does his work. All of us that are involved with this healing work, we are not, if we're not doing our own work, what we don't want to see, we project it out and we go to make it the other person. You did this to me, so I'm going to do this to you. Mm -hmm. Um, You didn't give me this, so I'm going to steal from you. And again, it's the level of consciousness. And there's enough in the world for everyone to be fed. There shouldn't be any hunger in the world. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, Georgianne. I, I think you said it so beautifully because our outer world that we experience is just a reflection of everything that we hold in ourselves. Yeah. And, and I agree with you. There's so much abundance in the world. But sometimes we come from a place of lack. There is more than enough to take care of everyone. And I think that people that have less, you know, I certainly, I was not brought up, um, you know, with wealth in any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, in today's world, when you turn on the TV, everything is, is either sexualized or... Um, is uh, about, you know, consumerism. So you turn it on, it's about, you know, you're going to be this. People that don't have a strong sense of identity, um, they look to define themselves by what they own, what they have. 
and you just turn the TV on and it shows everyone having all these things and you can buy this and you can have this and you could. And when you don't have access to that, it would be it's it would be normal for many people to feel less than uh, to feel less than they're not less than or to feel um, a little jealous. And um, they strike out and they mm-hmm. steal and they want what other people have. And, you know, on and on and on it goes. That's why for me, I've given my life to this work. It's about awareness. It's about waking up. You know, we're all one, like you started the show with tonight. We're all one. What is this with prejudice and why? We're all one. I don't care if you're green, blue, orange, black, white. (laughs) And I loved your fish story. Um, So there's another water analogy if we want to stick with that theme. So the late late Dr. Um, Wayne Dyer, um, basically, he said, if you took a cup of water out of the ocean, what's in the cup is still the ocean. Love it. And it's just an analogy for all of us. If we're from the ocean, we're from the creator, we're all part of the creator. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And why is it that some of us can know that and some of us cannot? And even if we were to say all of us on some level, maybe don't know it a, a, a billionth percent. Maybe we all struggle a tad. Why is it that some people don't gasp it at all? No criticism to anyone. But why? Why does it have to be this way? Again, I think it's something that you said earlier. So many of us look for love outside of ourselves, where the answer is to really find love within ourselves. Absolutely. When if if a patient says to me, you know, I don't feel loved, I really feel, I get that. We can all feel that way, okay? But, you know, you go give love. If you don't feel love, go give love. Go donate some time. Go whatever you want to do. Donate money. Go say hello to someone. Order a cup of coffee and give the waitress a big smile. Look in their eyes. Hi, how are you today? Because you really think that this person would want to be waitressing? I mean, maybe, but maybe not. I've heard I've I've heard studies that have been done where you do something nice for someone else and actually it's not just the recipient of the deed that benefits but from a you know scientific and you know all yeah. these different tests they can perform we actually benefit just as much or even more Absolutely Absolutely We do I believe we do benefit more that's why do we really do we really ever do anything fully for someone else? I don't think so. I think we do it for someone else, but really we're receiving the gift. I know I do. Mm-hmm. I do. Right? I mean, so. Now, I know that you probably know this quote from the Bible much better than I do, but the gist of it is basically when we do good for others, we don't announce it. We don't announce it to the world. We do it Absolutely. in private. Absolutely. We don't have to announce it unless we don't feel like we're enough. And then we define ourselves by how we show up, how we, how we act in the outer world, because we're still insecure by the inner world. Mm-hmm. And then we would need to announce it. But there's no real reason to do it at all. Right. You see, everything in scripture has a reason, has a purpose. It wasn't just said by Jesus, you know, or any of the, uh, you know, other biblical figures, although Jesus is certainly the main character. But, um, you know, for the sake of just not, you know, just say, uh, just saying it, it had a very, very deep message and a deep implication. Mm -hmm. And all sin is, from the original Greek, is to turn away from God, to turn away from what you're feeling in your very center, to know as truth, and turn away from God, and go live your own broken will. Because if we're not embracing, and we all struggle with it, but we're on a journey, 
If we don't embrace the, uh, the, the part of ourselves that is the higher part of ourselves and we go through life, just quote, in the human form without any stretch to our uh, divinity, um, we're always then living out of a, a sort of a broken state mm-hmm. because we're not stretching. Am I making sense? You're absolutely making sense. And I know that we have to take take a break in the, in the minute or two. But, you know, when we come back from the break, I'd love to hear your perspective, you know, on your journey. What are the two or three truths that you've uncovered for yourself? And it may be different for everyone, but what's your George Ann's truths? Yes. And there are some and there are many. I'll tell you mine if you tell me yours. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. That's great. So um, I hope everyone is enjoying the show. I know I am. How about you, Judy? I'm having lots of fun always with you. Always. It's so great. And, you know, we're so grateful to, um, you know, those that are working behind the scenes to make this possible. Um, Just so many people, Sam being one of them, Emily, another, um, Wilvin, and just so many people behind the scenes. So we say Thank you to them. So uh, we'll be right back uh, to a journey through into awareness. And again, I'm Dr. George Andell, and we have Judy Miller. Judy (laughs) Miller. Yay. We'll be right back. (laughs) You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. So, Georgian, I would love to hear on your journey, what are some of the truths that you have uncovered and would love to share with us? Well, I don't know where to start. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know absolutely um, that the most important thing to me is gratitude, that no matter what goes on, um, I absolutely look and recognize that there is gratitude that must be had, even if I don't understand what's happening and I can even feel upset about it. I do believe and I walk in faith that there is something higher going on than I grasp, understand, 
or recognize in the moment. I believe um, in, um, I believe that there is one God. I believe that Jesus Christ, which Jesus's last name is not Christ, Jesus is the Christ, that he is um, certainly uh, God's only begotten son, begotten meaning, begotten, not made. Be just being, not made like we're all made, um, always was. And my relationship with the Lord. Um, and that love is the answer. Love is the absolute answer. Even when I don't feel loving, I know that it is something about myself that I need to recognize and own, and that there is nothing in this life that I could ever look at and recognize that I didn't do something to create it. I am absolutely full creator of my life with God. And when things do not go the way I wanted them to, it is absolutely due to something I did or didn't do. And I own it. I own my life. Hmm. I like that. I like that. And I, I just have two comments to what you shared because I think it was so beautiful. You know, you talked about the importance of gratitude. And I really believe that life is meant to be celebrated. That part of our job is to celebrate every moment, yes. to find joy. And you do that well. You really do, Judy. You have that spirit. You really, really do. And it's one of the things I love about you. <laughs> Thank you. But, you know, in this busy world, we often get so caught up in all the things that we have to do. And I invite listeners to every day, just for five or 10 minutes, find joy, do something that brings you joy for no other reason than the fact that it brings you joy. Yes. I love that. Yes. And then the other one that you said that I really loved as well is about love, right? And, you know, before I go to bed every night, I look for one thing that might even be difficult that I could love into. And it could be something small because I think it's like a muscle. The more that we do it, the easier it becomes. Yes. And Judy, do you agree with that love starts with self? Absolutely. I believe we are love. And yes. when we search out there for it, um, right. it's really all in here. Yes. Yes. What else? Um, so many. <laughs> so the, the two or three truths for me, as you know, I went through a spiritual experience several years ago. And I think the reason I was able to do it was because my heart was literally wide open. I let go of all those stories, those labels and those judgments that ran most of my life. And, you know, early on the show, we were talking about when we judge and label, you know, people and things, we create that barrier between us and other people. And we became, we create a barrier between us and the creator. So when I was able to let go of that, I was able to open my heart and so many profound things came through. And the three truths for me is that we're unconditionally loved and accepted by the creator the other one is that, um, you know, we're never alone, never abandoned. You know, Georgian, most of the information that we process as humans come through our eyes, 85% of it. But we actually have 10,000 times more sensory receptors than motor receptors. And there's so much that we can't see. Absolutely. And what you're saying that's it's so profound is that when an infant is born, it cannot see. All it takes in is from the energy around it, all the energy entering like a sponge into this tiny little creature. There's so much I could say about that. But anyway, <laughs> yes, I love that. Yep. And not only that, but we are never alone. Never. We are surrounded by the creator, our angels, our ancestors, our guides. 
And then the last one is something that you mentioned earlier. We are already born worthy. There is nothing to prove. And when we get rid of that feeling to always have to prove ourselves, to always prove that we are worthy, when we let go of that struggle, life becomes so much easier. So much easier by not embracing ourselves that we are enough. That brings great suffering. Mm-hmm. And you know what I love about you so much, Georgianne? You know, we believe a lot of the same things, but we arrive at it in very different ways and we describe it in very different ways. So I think it's great for listeners because everybody, you know, hears it a little bit differently. Yes. So, so Georgianne, I'd love to know, what are the two to three practices that you do every day that listeners can learn from? I sit with God in my prayer space every day and many times I am just filled with myself my own ramblings in my head in my heart um, feeling totally disconnected and many times I am very much at one with God and all creation and both are in me it's my free will of which I want to start my day with and live out of but I have to have awareness of what the heck is going on in here (laughs) for me to be able to choose. So that is a practice. And um, I'm always uh, in recognition of the presence of creator in all things, Um, in all things and um, just loving Absolutely. Even like I said, even when I uh, might not feel it, just stepping past the feeling because we're not our feelings. Feelings are things we have, like gas. (laughs) (laughs) We're not our feelings. (laughs) So um, beyond my feelings, I push through and I show up again as the woman I believe deeply I am. Mm-hmm. And want to show up as. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> now, whenever I think of that, I'm going to think of gas. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, everybody else will too. <laughs> We're not talking about gas you put in the car, okay? <laughs> so, so Georgia, and one of the most important things for me is to slow down the mind. We know that the mind creates stories that are not always true, and our mind just, you know, whirls around like a fan that goes so fast always looking for contrast, always looking for what's wrong, always looking for what can hurt us. So one of the most important practices for me is to slow down the mind to the same frequency as my body and as my heart, to teach my mind to listen to my heart. And the way that I do it is in multiple different ways. One of them is through prayer. Prayer slows down my mind. It gets me in touch with my heart. Another way is meditation. It slows down my mind. To be walking in nature in that awe, that sense of awe, and then also just anything that creates a sense of reverence. And it gets back to what you were saying before, that sense of gratitude, that sense of reverence is what does it for me. Yes, love it. It's amazing. Um, And we can talk about this uh, next week. We have uh, uh, Dr. Stephen Weiss on, an incredible energetic uh, healer uh, and osteopath. Um, But... um, you know, again, how we came to each other really was anointed by God. And there's, there's great stories around this that we'll share at one point. But before we end, shall we end in prayer? Oh, that uh, sounds wonderful. That sounds beautiful. Would it be okay if I said the prayer tonight? Please. Okay. So, loving God, you fill all things with the fullness and hope that we can never comprehend Thank you for leading us into a time where more of reality is being unveiled to us all to see. We pray that you will take away our natural temptation for cynicism, denial, fear, and despair. Help us recognize and have the courage to awaken to the greater truth, greater humility, and greater care for one another as you continue to teach us how to love. May we place our hope in what matters and what lasts. 
trusting in your eternal presence and love. And we pray all of this knowing, good God, that you are hearing us better than we are speaking. We offer these prayers in all of the holy names of God. Amen. Amen. Oh, well, here we are, Judy, you and I. I love it. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. We're so grateful that you join us, and we hope that this is nourishing to you. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Good night, honey. <laughs> Good night. See you next week. Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military, politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. listeners looking to boost your business why not advertise on talk radio nyc with very reasonable rates interested simply send us a message on our website talkradio.nyc do you love or are you intrigued about new york city and its neighborhoods i'm jeff goodman host of rediscovering new york a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7 Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.